Hey everybody, what's up and welcome to another episode of the Walk and Love podcast. I'm your host TJ Mesitas. Excited to be here. Excited to be back. Kind of had a had a couple weeks off uh, of the podcast, but I'm excited to be back. And I'm excited one because I'm back, but two because I have a great guest for you today, my friend Adam Bradley, who is the founder of an organization called Lead 'Em Up. He is also the host of his own podcast called Hardwood Hustle, and I feel like he is an appropriate guest to have right now because of March Madness. Adam, what is up, man? DJ, my friend, it is good to be on the show. Thank you for the invite. I got to tell you, anytime I can be on this side of the microphone is always a win. And when I get a friend on the other side, it's like a double I know, win. Like, so- I don't feel that pressure of like, oh, I hope he's like not annoyed that I like stutter or do anything weird or like, you know, ask questions awkwardly. So yeah, I agree. No, it's perfect. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And uh, so, yeah, you're a basketball guy. Um, how is your bracket? Uh, my bracket is horrible. Busted. Yeah, my bracket, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. You know, I like it is. What an appropriate name, right? For yes. The March Madness, like it's madness, yeah. right? Like things you never would expect, and teams coming out of nowhere, and like now we've got like a Loyola Chicago right. that has this incredible older woman who's like the saint of the program <laughs> over the team and is like you know changing the whole dynamic of the tournament like it's crazy it's, it's been fun to watch um but the bracket that was going on weekend one. yeah i mean it's it it felt like when uh the 16th season, i can't even remember their names what was, what was the names UMBC. Yeah. So when they won it felt like it kind of opened every underdog's eyes like hey we could do this too and they started to. And it's, they did. It's, I mean, they gave hope, right? Yeah. They gave hope. Let me tell you my favorite thing about UMBC. It's from Maryland, right? right. Like Maryland, we got some love with through UMBC, and I love their mascot, the Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Yep. Yep. It's like, what a cool mascot! Right. And their uh, their website crashed. Like they, <laughs> it's just crazy. And they, had, and they had a pretty down to earth, creative, uh, unique social media yeah, they were killing it they were killing it on twitter during that game Eighty thousand followers like yeah. the first 24 hours or something right yeah that's awesome yeah i'm not a huge like i'm not a big basketball guy like i enjoyed the sport i like watching it but i'm not like up to date so my bracket is always a complete 100 percent guess um and i think i have i i picked villanova to win it all because they're a pennsylvania team um and they're all the, TJ, they're the let me ask you let me ask you something tj I'm knowing you're not a huge basketball guy because you've got your hands in so many different things professionally. I get it, right? What is your approach to filling out a – because I know you probably have some crazy <laughs> algorithm, like maybe alphabetically you go. So usually I fill out a few. And honestly, like I don't really have an approach um, other than like I know there's going to be upset, so I try to guess those. Brooke – I, I normally have Brooke fill out a bracket, but this year because of the new baby, like it just hadn't happened. But Brooke's approach is always wherever it's warmer because people are happier where it's warmer and they're going to play harder. That is her, that is her approach. So if she could move down to somewhere South and warm, she would be happier. And then that, so that's, that's her approach, but we didn't get to it this year. And I, and I don't know how well she would have done because I don't think there's a lot of, a lot of research behind that idea. That's so funny. You know, I, for the longest time, I kind of took like the Scantron approach. If you remember back in yep. grade school, like, you couldn't have too many A's right, in a row. Right. Like when you were just guessing, you didn't want to like complete, have a nice clean right. diagonal, like a nice mixture. Yep. 
kind of do the same thing. I'm like, all right, I picked the favorite. I picked the favorite. I picked the favorite. I'm like, hold on. I can't pick four favorites. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Like, yeah. It never happens. I got sit in there. So I kind of tr- create this little rhythm. Right. But anyway, that's fine. And it never works for anybody. No one ever gets yeah. it right. Um, okay, so we've got some questions from our audience um, uh, who, who submitted them. And so I'm going to a- ask those to you. And uh, the first one comes from at Rachel underscore the rage. And it is what inspired you to start Lead'em Up? And so I, I like to start with questions like that so that you can kind of explain what it is. Explain what Lead'em Up is and then, and then maybe give a little story about the inspiration to start it. Yeah, so, you know, coaches all across the country, especially in the high school and youth market where we kind of focus on and specialize in, coaches are constantly looking for more leadership from their players. It's a constant theme. They, they want more. They want to see more. And, you know, we provide them drills and exercises that they can use with their team to help unpack that, to help develop those players into leaders. And, you know, an interesting story because, you know, what inspired me, it was really asked of me which is kind of wild in the sense that, you know, it it kind of, I I didn't necessarily go out seeking it, but it started with my old high school about five years ago. Uh, The football team, I spent a little time around the football team and the head coach asked me just out of the blue, really, if there was any way I'd be willing to open up my schedule to work with the team every single week during the season. Yeah. No plan, no, no kind of structure. It was literally, Hey, the guys gravitate to you. You're, you're, you're doing a lot of night, great things in the community or whatever, and, and you have ability to impact them. I can feel that, and our team needs it, right? Um, my high school's kind of changed a little bit over the years, and so I, I kind of prayed about it, got back to him, and, and said, yeah, let's do it. Right. What are we doing? You know, like, what's it going to look like? He's like, it's completely up to you. Here's what I'm going to do as the coach. I'm going to cut practice every Tuesday 45 minutes early, and I'm going to give you all the kids. Wow. And you just pour into them. So you can imagine at that point, you immediately start brainstorming. You start thinking like, okay, I'm going to have 60 kids handed to me every Tuesday. I was going to impact them. So me, the first thing that I needed to do, like I knew right away was I needed to start spending a lot of time around them because I needed to get to know them. I needed to see what they're struggling with. I needed to learn their names, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just be honest. um, what happened is I ended up spending so much time with this team during the season. All throughout the season, I journaled everything I did. I would always come up with – I'd try to come up with creative exercises and drills, stuff that could engage them and, and maybe move them a little bit. And just so happened I had the podcast going on at the same time, The Hardwood Hustle, which in many ways is like – The Hardwood Hustle, it's a resource for coaches, mm-hmm. uh, primarily basketball but really coaches in general – uh, that myself and a guy named Alan Stein started four years ago. And now I co-host it with a guy named TJ Rosine and really a resource of, for coaches, how, how to manage players, you know, maybe a star player's ego, how to handle difficult parents, how to handle administration, all the right. dynamics that go into coaching. So as I was doing this work with my high school, there was this natural pipeline of coaches through my podcast right. that started inquiring, what is it I do with this team? Because I would talk about it on the show. They'd follow me on social. I'd share highlights. And they'd say, what is it? Because these coaches, they want to impact kids too. Yep. And if they see someone out there that's impacting them and developing them and growing them, they want to know, hey, what are you doing? Could I share some of that? Can you share some of those resources and ideas with me? And before you know it, you know, I, not, not a crazy number, but I had a good 
35 email inquiries over a right. certain span of interest from coaches saying, hey, what is it you do? Could you share a little bit? And at that point, it kind of clicks, yeah. right? Like, wow. I got if something. This team, if, yeah, maybe on something. If this team is struggling with it and, and wants tangible, uh, usable ideas and content to move their players, maybe other teams are too. And it kind of grew and born uh, lead them up out of it. That's so awesome. Yeah. And I, I like, you know, like I've seen your videos on your social and stuff, just like sort of quirky, like games that you guys play, but they, they work and you can just see the engagement happening. And I, and I think for coaches, sometimes it's hard because they're so locked into like coaching, 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 coaching that that leadership element ends up being missing. And they hope that maybe what player will take it or, you know, and, and, and sometimes they won't. And so it's so cool. You know, it, I always say when I'm going around the country talking, you know, we've got to move leadership, like that leadership development from a, uh, a place of just being a theme to reality, right. right? Like you've got to take those themes off the wall. You go into a locker room today, you see right. like respect and integrity and all that yeah, stuff. Choose joy. These teams get those themes off the wall and into the hearts of their right. players, right? And, and that's the challenge. And coaches, I get it. They are so busy. Mm -hmm. They have so much on their plate. There's a lot of pressure for coaches. They are significantly underpaid for what they do, okay? To, to have to do another thing and develop the leaders, like it, it may not be their specialty. They may not have time for it. They're an X's and O's guy, right. right? Or they know basketball. They know football. And like, you know, that's why, hey, let us come in and add another component to your program. And, you know, yeah, the, the exercises and games, you know, we have a great content partnership with a group in Florida uh, called Game On Nation, where they've created an incredible curriculum that uh, we've included in the Lead em Up curriculum, along with stuff that we've created. And, and we've been able to just kind of tap into these players, as you mm -hmm. said, and get them to move in ways that I, I've heard it from the coach's mouth, in ways that coaches haven't been able to in years. That's awesome. They'll see a session, they'll say, I haven't been able to get my team like acting that way in years. Right. It's just the way you kind of put together the program, it kind of taps into it. It's pretty neat. That's so awesome. That's so, that's so, so, so good. Um, so we got another question for you. Question number two from Raina Eshton. What is your number one tip uh, you would give a coach to encourage leadership other than hiring Lead'em Up? I'll plug it for you. Other than going to leademup.com, and hiring Adam to do it, what what would be your other tip? <laughs> you know, I think there's a, uh, you know, I, I think, I, first of all, I appreciate that. Well done. Well, just real subtle. You don't want to draw a lot of attention to leademup.com or anything like that. You just got to be subtle about it. just want to live in humility, <laughs> right? And, uh, well, you know, the number one advice for coaches, you know, I, I, I want to remind them that um, it's a process. And, and I, I, it's one of the biggest themes from when I'm getting in conversation is because coaches always want to respond to the urgent need. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's why there's a lot of teams that haven't signed up for lead them up yet, because in the midst of all the things they're trying to do and develop leadership, yes, it's important, but it's, man, they need to, yeah. it's down the list a little bit, right? They've got other urgent needs. Like let's say a football coach, like he can't even get the quarterback to take a snap underneath center correctly. Right. Like, we can't talk about leadership until we get the fundamentals down or basketball. We can't even inbound the ball from out of bounds. I can't talk leadership right. yet. We've got this done. And, you know, so the, the challenge is 
it doesn't produce an immediate return on your investment from a coaching perspective. And in fact, I've, I've commented on this and written a blog about this. I actually think it could be one of the most selfless things and sacrificial things you could ever do as a coach because there's a chance if you're developing a leader that you may never actually get to experience firsthand the fruits of your labor. Right. It may click a couple years after they're in your program, right? right? So, so I, I tell coaches, trust the process, right? Don't right. get discouraged if, if the players aren't turning the corner as quick as you wanted, right? Recognize that everything you're pouring into them is having an impact, even if you're not seeing it. Trust the process. And I use the metaphor, and TJ, you know this, with two little ones, um, you know, like, Georgia, she's approaching three. You know, she she just now is starting to recognize and be able to uh, correctly identify colors. Right. Right. Just now starting to get it. Well, we've been saying it for three years. Right, yeah. Three years I've been telling her this is red, this is orange, this is green. Right. She wasn't picking it up right away. But it doesn't mean that I was going to stop teaching right. her it. Because I knew and trusted the process. And I know that when she gets it, she will have gotten it because of what we gave her. Mm -hmm. right? And it speeds the process up. So coaches, recognize that every kid is on a different path. Their, their journey is going to be a little different. You never know when the corner is going to be turned, but trust the process. Don't give up and just keep right. pouring into them because you see it time and time again. Yeah. Years go by, they come back and say, Man, you know, I don't think I ever had the maturity at the time to tell you. But thank you. As a 16-year-old, right. 17-year-old, but what you did for me changed the game. That's awesome. You know, so trust the process. That's good. Good advice. Um, question number three from Kara Lynn Foster. Um, what's your favorite way to renew yourself spiritually? So obviously, Walk in Love, we've got a lot of Christian followers. Um, and I think this is just a common question that we get for a lot of people. And I think people are just encouraged by any insight to sort of help with that process. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's different. You know, for me, I think there's two ways that I really tap in to renewing myself. Um, one is through worship music. I am mm -hmm. a, a big, big uh, fan of worship music. I can tap into a song and literally listen to it like 15 times in a day and right. it's stuck in my head. And I sing it all day and it becomes the theme song of my day. And, you know, sometimes just finding some songs and putting my headphones on and just kind of being in my own place uh, is a game changer. Right. You know, most recently, um, Reckless Love by Corey Asbury got me really strong. Right. Uh, Hillsong United, um, I forget, it's like, um, uh, I'll have to post okay, it, I'll have yeah, to share yeah, it. It's one of the recent songs, um, Hillsong worship song that has just got me going and I've been singing it a lot. Um, I say that's one way through worship music. And then really the second one is going to church by myself. Hmm. Love going to church with the family, right? Love my wife, love Georgia, to <laughs> my family. There's something different about going to church by myself. And, and maybe it's just, I'm not as distracted. Um, you know, maybe I'm not worried about the, my number being called at church because George is crying right, in the back. Yeah. But being able to go in and, and really just kind of be by myself and, and praise and worship by myself and listen to the message by myself, um, reflect going into church on my own and not have to necessarily engage right. in conversation. Same on the way back. Uh, I've always been a big my wife doesn't like going to church by herself. I love going right. to church by myself. 
Um, that's a big deal. So for me. I'm like a I love going to the movies by myself type of guy. Like I love it for that exact reason. Like no one's there to like give their input on the movie that I'm watching or ask a question. And Brooke and I have this joke where when people ask a lot of questions about movies, we're like, why don't we watch and find out together? <laughs> you see, we also, my wife and I, like we, we've been known to like start planning our lunch plans during church on the notes, you know, like I am, we are guilty yep. of that crime, right? Like I'm hungry. Are you, do you want to go? Where do you want to go out to eat after this? And you know, like all of a sudden it's like, before you know, we're like passing notes like yeah. we're sixth graders. And listen, I love my wife, but sometimes just going by myself changes yeah. everything. It's really, really important that, sometimes. That's good. I've actually never heard that's never been advice given, but I like it. <laughs> all right. Question number four from at Texans Swag. Um, what advice would you give to the younger generations? Wow, what Texas swag. I like that. Um, what advice would I give to younger generations? You know, I would say this, TJ, don't let um, don't let your desire for coolness interfere with your desire for greatness. Mm. Don't let your desire for coolness interfere with your desire for greatness because that is a big, big topic amongst today's young people and younger generation because the drug of choice today uh, is really coolness. Okay, it, it's cell phones, but, but it's also coolness, right? It's this desire to be accepted and be popular and be cool. It penetrates everything our younger generation does. It changes how they walk, how they talk, mm -hmm. what they listen to, to what they wear, to what they eat. It's all centered around this desire to fit in, be accepted, and be cool. In fact, I see a lot of young people, as you may have as well, but they will actually not try as hard on things because trying too hard isn't as cool right it's not quite cool enough to try right. too hard exactly like what is going on what is wrong with this picture to which i say there's a lot wrong yeah. with that picture okay but it's these younger people they they they'd rather be cool than be great but failing to realize it's when you become great that's when you actually become right. that yep. cool right like because no one wears the sneakers of the guy who never made it out of the neighborhood right, right? we see the sneakers of the guy who's at the top but the guy's only at the top because his desire for greatness was so much stronger than just fitting in or or being popular on a Friday night or you know not or holding back your own ambitions because if you seem too ambitious, people are going to look at you and be like, "Man, you're a tryhard. You're a suck up." I know it's you crazy. Know, you're you know all these different terms. So listen, <laughs> go after it. Go after. It. Don't allow the coolness to pen. Okay, I would say the the other thing I'm gonna kind of cheat a little bit is get your heart right. Mm -hmm. Get your heart right. Yep. Okay. Like, um, make sure you're doing things for the right reasons. Make sure you're centered. Right. I know. For, you know, for me, like my faith, like really, it, it's a constant construction on my heart. Making sure my heart is right. That I'm doing things the right way. I'm honoring people the right way. I'm I'm approaching conversations with the right grace. Like. Trying to get the heart right, but from a younger generation that may be more applicable for them and, and they may understand, don't let your desire for coolness out to your desire for greatness. So good, man. So good. I, I almost don't want to ask my question because I kind of want to end on that point, but I'm going to anyways. That's just really, that's really great. Um, really appreciate that insight. And I think a lot of people will too as well. 
So my last question is more lighthearted, but um, we'll we'll go for it. Um, so you're you are the host of the Hardwood Hustle uh, basketball podcast, mostly geared towards coaches. Um, what if you could start another podcast today? What would it be on? That's my question. And you're what what a great question. What a great question, TJ. You know, prior to the Hardwood Hustle, I had the Sports Network, right. where we had nine podcasts in the network. So I've been podcasting since like 2008, which I was reminded just the other day, it's been 10 years I've been podcasting, which is craziness, okay? Um, you could say it's a trendsetter because right, yeah. there wasn't much going on. We had a whole podcast network, right? Um, so I've already done the sports talk stuff. I've done that all the way across the board. The coaching resource is really cool. I want to continue that because uh, there's a lot you can do from a leadership aspect in that. So what would I do outside of what I've already done and what I'm currently doing I would say this. I would say I would love to do a podcast so bad, and it will never happen, most likely, <laughs> with my wife. Uh. Because Samantha does not like the spotlight. She does not like the microphone. Do you relate to that? I mean, I understand that because I've met her. I know that she's that way. So I am. I look at you and Brooke being able to do these podcasts, and I'm like, Sam, that could be us. Like. <laughs> But Sam, I would love to do one about marriage and really just kind of dig into Sam and I because I'm really proud of like how we've handled our relationship and how we've grown together. And I'm a big, big fan of marriage because I recognize that it's really the foundation of, I mean, just yeah. the family, which is the community, which is the city, you know, like boom, boom, you just yeah. keep building on the foundation of marriage, right? And I'm just proud of Samantha and I. And Samantha's got a great personality and she always says those that know her love her, which is true, right? But she is sometimes difficult to like, you know, she doesn't always let everyone in her right. circle. So I think about it, Samantha, if everyone that knows you loves you, maybe we need to get more people to know you because they will also love you. So let's do this together. Let's have a marriage relationship, just kind of behind the scenes of how we tackle life. Samantha, let's bounce out of our comfort zone. And she's going to be shaking her head the entire yeah. time as she to this thing. It's not going to happen, but I would love it. Right. That would be my sister if I could pick it. Yeah, Brooke um, has definitely taken some encouragement because she's similar. I think she's similar in that way. Um, but she came, like her dad's a musician, so she was singing on stages and stuff. So I think that sort of like makes her a little bit more apt to jump in front of the camera, but she would much rather be behind the camera, like for sure. Um, but I've kind of forced her to, to, to be in some with us. And, and it's funny now that she's not in them and she watches them, she's like, Oh, I kind of miss being on them. And so like, I'm excited when she's done with maternity leave to have her back. Um, but yeah, that'd be fun. I would watch it. I'd be into that. Listen, put in a, put in a good word. All right, for I'll it. send her an email or something like that. Please, um, please. now oh, do man. you find yourself just being like, like you started podcasting early, like when it was hard and now there's like anchor and there's all these apps that you can just like, Bloop, I'm just recording it in my phone and it's up. Like, does that just like kind of drive you wild that like, it's so easy now. Where was all this technology when I was starting? Well, I was kind of saying that to you, like how impressed I am with your setup here. Right. You know, and to answer that question, yes and no. Yes, because it's like, wow, it, they've just made it so easy right. and accessible. And, and I'm actually reaping the benefits right. of that now. People can listen so much easier. And and you don't need to explain what a podcast is the way we did in the beginning. Right. No joke. The two shows, the first show that I ever had was The Ball Hogs. And then 
the recent one with the Harlow Hustle, both instances, I had to explain to a co-host what a podcast was. True story. Okay. They were all in after they, but they were like, Wait, what? So how do you listen? Yeah. Both instances. Okay. Um, but I had a tech guy when we started the first one, a good friend of mine who managed all the tech. So I don't even know if it was different. Right. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure he was like, it's so much easier now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you asked him, he'd say, man, what you, if you only knew what I had to go right. through editing shows in the past, I'd be like, I get yeah. it. So that's awesome. So, uh, if people want to find you out there on the internet, uh, get involved with lead them up, listen to Harvard hustle, kind of, this is your time to sort of give yourself some plugs and, and let people know where to find you. Yeah. So listen, if you're a coach, great. If you're not a coach, chances are, you know, a coach, cause we're all one degree separated from a coach. Right. Okay. Pass on these platforms to them. I guarantee they will find value in it and they will enjoy and appreciate it. Uh, as we've been talking about lead them up, uh, you can just go to leademup.com or you can go on social at lead them up. Um, you can find us there. We're posting a lot of cool content and different things for coaches. The Harwood hustle is a podcast that comes out three times a week. Monday and Thursday uh, are for coaches. Wednesday is a short 10-minute episode, commercial-free for players. Nice. Which we, um, We've got a lot of teams across the country, which is really neat, TJ, where coaches have their players listen to the 10-minute player episode each week. And then there's a set section in their practice where they talk about it. Mm, nice. It's really neat because we'll, we'll kind of help them. We'll help players you know, how do you deal? How do you handle that selfish teammate? And we'll give them tips and all that and really kind of help them. Um, so check out hardwoodhustle.com or leademup.com. Uh, Adam Bradley, you can find me just at abradley5. Um, but dude, I'm just out here. But, awesome. Thank you so much. So much good stuff shared. I'm so excited for our audience to see this. Uh, as always, I really appreciate you, man, and, and, and got to get uh, down there to visit you guys soon. Hope so. And uh, invitation is there. And TJ, thank you so much to you, to you and Brooke for your role in my life, right? If anyone that knows me knows that I am a walk in love ambassador, yes. uh, my closet is consumed with the apparel, right? And, and you, you all have helped change my life in many ways, right? Like you all have, I use your, your tools, whether it's buttons and shirts, you've seen me do my iron mm -hmm. sharpens iron with teams and stuff like that. And uh, allowing me, um, you know, lead them ups allowed me to get in places that if it was a faith based program specifically, I may not be able to get into, but I'm able to kind of backdoor it, right? right? Because all it comes from the same place, lead them up, or whether it's a faith based thing. But being able to have these, uh, these this gear on at times initiates conversations with my players, awesome. right? which is so cool. So, uh, keep doing what y'all are doing, okay? I love you guys and I appreciate it. And I, I can't wait to the day you bring my favorite shirt back. You know what it is. Encourage somebody. Uh, encourage On somebody. black with white ink. Black with white writing. <laughs> That's all I wear. That's all I wear. I'm, I'm a black shirt guy too. So so I uh, I promise you on this podcast that at some point that shirt will be back. Here it is. Hey, today's been so good. All right, man. Well, appreciate you and, and we'll we'll be in touch soon. Thanks, All TJ. Right, see ya. Bye.
All right, everybody, that was Adam Bradley, uh, founder of Lead Em Up, leademup.com. Um, really awesome guy. Love that guy. Uh, super encouraging. Um, and, and honestly, the insight that he just shared in four questions, five questions, was incredible. Um, so if you have someone that would, would really benefit from seeing that, uh, make sure you let them know to watch this episode. And if you have a coach in your life that would benefit from Lead Em Up, send them there, leademup.com. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time. See you.